Come on, come all, come gather round. Come hear tales both lost and found. Grab yourself a drink with a splash of lime. It's David and Michael's story time. Hey everyone, welcome back to another exciting and super cool episode of Story Time. I'm David Miller, as per usual, and with me is Michael Santel. I'm the Peppy sister, sister number eight <laughs> that you never heard about, Michael Santel. <laughs> and joining us once again to uh, continue the story, uh, incredible true story of the Mitford sisters, Sarah Parga. That's me. I guess I'll be sister number seven since there was only six and Santel skipped the seventh. to eight. Ooh, that's, that's the book. That's the book or the show that you write, the seventh listen, Mitford there's sister. There's another sister I was, listen, I'm sorry. <laughs> about that but there were seven children they never talk about tom okay and i feel like tom is not he's not a part of this but he's he's technically number three yes we will we will talk about tom for like one second he's just like okay. it's not about him yeah 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 i feel that listen we went through so much last time we finally got to all the siblings last time there was there was uh, was was the was the pervert guy Sir Oswald mostly? Yeah, super pervert. <laughs> Diana Mitford. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't know if he's a pervert so much as he just cheats a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he kept, uh, could have been very vanilla affairs. <laughs> <laughs> he kept the one lady at the edge of the block, like just kept yeah. her in the house until his well, wife died. Yes, but also that seemed. At least how it was presented to me was that was very much her choice. It was. It was, it was Diana's choice. Yeah. Yeah. Santel, yeah. do you want to remind us like who is who? Because you're just jumping okay. right into the pervert. I know. That's oh. <laughs> <laughs> always about the pervert with him. So, just a quick summary before we I continue remember, on. Wait, I want to see if I can remember their names. Okay. Well, we let me say the this: those girls were famous even before their birth, and then from there, which is like. Which is like how it would start in the James Cameron Titanic version of this movie. Yeah. Like, that's a great opening line. All right, David, what sisters do you know? So the first one is Nancy. She's the writer. Next ding, ding, ding. Pam, short for Pamela. That's the farmer. Yup. Then was, uh, Diana was next, right? Yeah. Oh, you forgot right? about Tom. <laughs> well, of course I forgot about Tom. We all forget about Tom. <laughs> Tom the son and then His, Diana the fashionist. That's correct. Uh, so then we got Diana was next. And then after Diana was Unity. That's right. She's the Nazi. Unity, Valkyrie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I said the name wrong because this is one of the, like. So it is Valkyrie. Yes, Valkyrie. Which, okay. like. I, I was those... wondering. That's what. That's why I like double checked last time, and you said it. And I was like, "Yeah." As Valakri again, and I was like, "Oh, okay, it is Valakri. Got it. Great." Okay. It's one of those <laughs> words that like I've read a million times and never said out loud, and then I was like, "That's not right." But yeah, Unity Valkyrie, the Nazi. Correct. See, now that sounds a lot like a Nazi name. Like. <laughs> a lot like a Nazi name. Uh, so then, after Unity, we had um, oh, uh, uh, we call her D Decca. We do That's call her right. Decca. Uh, but her name is Jessica? Yes. That's right. And she <sighs> wants unity for all the workers yeah, the against communist. the proletariat. And then uh, little Debo was last, right? <laughs> that was amazing. Yes, yeah, so good. I did you it. I it. did it. Oh, boy. Great she job. becomes a duchess. Yeah, great job, mm -hmm. David. You, you, you yeah, passed... but we haven't really done much with Debo yet, so she's still kind of the... We haven't met Debo. No, really. last time we left no. off, we were somewhere in the late 30s. Yes. Yeah, because we just met Hitler. Yes. So last time we left off, it was almost the start of World War II. So mm -hmm. Diana was married 
Um, to... In Goebbels' garden. Yes. <laughs> Which I guessed. I basically guessed that. Mm-hmm. Yep. She was married, and Unity was pretty much full-time in Nazi Germany. So that's where we're going to pick up. So yeah. uh, something I wanted to just kind of, I don't know, clarify, go back and say. So Unity was hanging out in Germany all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Right. And she stalked Hitler. She met him. She learned to speak German, <laughs> all these things. Um, when she was still back at home, she you could maybe say like, oh, she was a young girl. She didn't know what they were about. But once she was in Germany, she very much knew what the Nazis were about. Yeah. Okay. She had some. I mean, like, she's hanging out with Hitler. She's not going to not know his deal. She knows. She, <laughs> she has very like Rebel Wilson and Jojo Rabbit vibes. And mm-hmm. yeah. She goes out I of I just her... watched that movie this past week. Me too. For the for the first time, yeah. Me too, just this past weekend. It's great, weekend. I loved it. Yeah. yeah, it was really great. Um, it's really good. So... Go watch Jojo Rabbit, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> and when you see Rebel Wilson, that's like a unity vibe. So that's exactly, she went yeah. out. Yeah, she went out of her way to um, publish like an opinion piece in English newspapers, basically saying like, I agree with Hitler about the Jews. No one asked her to do that. And yeah. um, that was the one thing, even people, the English back then, a lot of them were on Hitler's side before the war, but they all yeah. like chose not to talk about that aspect of it. And she right. was it's like, unbecoming. oh, I'll, yeah, I'll talk about it. <laughs> and this is my opinion. So she was the worst. Mm. So Perfect. that's what's happening I, in Germany. Thank you so for the that. Nazis are the worst. I'm glad that we. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, David, we, they're the. Yeah, we, they're the we worst. We think that already, but I'm glad that we got the reason, and it holds up. Nazis right. the worst. Mm-hmm. David, <laughs> even though yeah. even though we've gotten halfway through these ladies' lives, let's make some predictions. Oh boy. Um, okay, so I'm going to well, go on. So a... we we did have a couple predictions still left over from last time, right? Like, sure, I sure, think sure. JFK will still be in there, right? And uh, Princess Diana was another of mine. Uh, I'm going to predict, and I know it doesn't look like this, I think Germany's going to lose the war, you guys. I feel <laughs> pretty confident about it. <laughs> um, the, the Nazi's going to die in Germany, right? Like, the Nazi sister's not going to... I don't. She doesn't make don't it know, out man. of the 40s. We can't... Well, she can't tell us that now. We right, right, right. Okay, out. okay. So do you think that she's going to die in Germany during the war? Yes, I feel like something's going to happen, or like Bam. she's like... Prediction we're all, made. <laughs> We're all gonna, we all got to drink the punch of death, and I think she's going to be on that death train. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, I did say last time I think someone's going to commit a murder. It still very well could be the Nazi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to make a prediction about Debo because we haven't really done anything with Debo. Uh, uh, I feel like – so Debo's going to be a duchess probably through marriage. So I want to say like – Is she married the, pre or post-war? Uh, uh, I think she's married post-war. Okay. Uh, and I think it will have some kind of like weird connection to another one of the sisters, like not necessarily as direct as like, oh, the sister dated that person and then they ended up marrying Debo, but like maybe like that person's cousin or like brother or like whatever. You know what I mean? Do you have any, uh, anyone have any predictions about Decca? Because we're going to get more into her today. I oh, was, fun. that was my next prediction. Um, I think not during the war years, but I think she is going to move to Russia eventually or like to the capital of this communist landscape, and then it'll be interesting to see what her observations are. Hmm. Um, and I also feel like maybe one of the other siblings dies, but just like of tuberculosis or something, like a normal disease of the day. I think at some point Decca gets arrested. 
Ooh, Ooh, for like, mm-hmm. for being like with rabble rousers, really, like yeah, yeah, for for communism and related agitation. <laughs> ooh, ooh, Dad is eventually gonna die. Any predictions on what takes sure. Dad out? Uh, fucking complications from being old and having only one lung. Oh no, it was <laughs> it was cancer. My prediction's cancer. Okay, well. Tomato, tomato, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's get back into the harrowing tale. So we're like in between Indiana Jones 2 and 3 right now. So the year okay, is like solid. 37, 38? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's what's happening with Diana and um, Unity in Germany. Okay. And mm-hmm. then Nancy's at home. She's married to a very boring dude, but she has started writing some novels. None of them are huge yet, but they're enough that she that's like her thing and she's very good at it and then pam running her farm but this leaves at home decca and debo so Mm -hmm. decca had shared a room with unity if you remember they had the nazi swastikas and the communist symbols on the windows she's alone she's sad she feels like she's lost her sisters and no one in her family shares her point of view and they won't even let her go to school they will not let her go to school well, so, the other one was the problem one, and the other one is writing all the books. Is she writing full novels, or are these, like, compilations of short stories? She's writing full novels. So at this point, wow. she's working on her fourth novel, I believe. Mm. And one of the novels already satirizes her family and sort of the fanaticism in it. Um, mm-hmm. But none of these Sarah, are huge novels yet. Yeah. Have you read any of these novels? Have I read any of them? Yeah. Yeah. Two of them are, like, my favorite, and we'll get to them. Um, yeah, because there's there's new there's going to be a new movie coming out. It's a film adaptation of one of them. Yeah, that's great. It is great. The sexy priest from Fleabag is going to be in it. That's great. <laughs> He's the fabulous character guy. <laughs> yeah. um, but that she hasn't written that book yet. That book's called The Pursuit of Love. But we're not there yet. So Becca's at home. She's depressed. All this you know stuff. She has a lot of angst, mm-hmm. and so. Her family says she can go on a trip with her friend and they can, they're going to go like, I forget where, like tour around all around Europe. Mm-hmm. And so she her parents drop her off at the train station and they start to get a few letters like, you know, typical like having fun. And then it goes radio silent. They hear nothing. <laughs> they check in with the family that Decca was with and the yeah. family says, what trip? Yeah. Oh, they did a switcheroo. They did a sleepover. They did a sleepover. They said they were sleeping at Sarah's house when they were at some boy's house. Okay. <laughs> so for two weeks, the parents have no idea where Decca is. Is she alive? Uh-huh. Is she dead? Was she kidnapped? Did she run away? What happened? Two weeks later, they figure out what happened, which is that previously at a party of some kind, Decca had met her cousin that she never met before named Esmond Romilly, who was an activist and a fellow communist at heart. He was a big, like, rebel rouser, and he was the nephew of Winston Churchill by marriage. Whoa! That's where I know the name Rommel. I was like, where do I know that name from? Well, there's a a German... general named Rommel. Also, it's, Sarah. It's, it's Romilly. There's like a Y at the end, but go yeah. on. When you were talking about her going to the party, the explanation you gave, you said witches, but I thought you said witches, and then I was like, witches? She was involved in some <laughs> communist witch? Everything. <laughs> I was going to say, we did not guess witches, but okay. That would be 
truly the best if there was a witch sister, oh. but no. Which, yeah, I was about to say, which of these sisters is the witchiest? <laughs> yeah. The Nazi. <laughs> um, so Decca ran away with Esmond, and their, their plan is to have him join the Spanish Civil War. Oh, boy. So once the family finds out about that, of course, they lose it. And everyone is involved in trying to get Decca back. The British ambassador in Spain is trying to get her back. Churchill's getting involved, all this stuff. Finally, they send Nancy out to get her back. She won't come back. She's like, I'm in love. This is the love of my life. Her mom implores her to come back. And finally, she says, Mom, I might be pregnant. So then mom's like, fine, you can marry him. I don't know if she was pregnant then or shortly after, but she did get pregnant and they did get married. So who wrote who wrote who who wrote Old Man of the Sea? Is was Hemingway there? Could Hemingway give birth to that baby? Wasn't he doing ambulance driving? <laughs> was Hemingway in this story? We didn't guess about Hemingway, but he probably Hemingway. met her. He could have been around, but he does not come up in this. No, so we don't know. We don't know what Hemingway is doing at this point. But and the Spanish Civil War was the predecessor to all the other wars because, like, it was the influence of other European nations, right? Like other people were influencing this conflict and other people were getting involved and some countries were staying out, correct? Yeah. I mean, okay. it was, people had a lot of opinions about what was happening in the Spanish Civil War and it was, yeah, it was a big deal. So when Lord Reedsdale had dropped Decca off at the train station, that would be the last time he would ever see his daughter. Oh, oh no. Yeah. So she is in Spain hanging out with her new husband, and that's what happens. He's, you know, fighting in the war, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Finally. Oh, was he cheating on his wife then? Because he's married to, what's his name, to Churchill by marriage? He's Churchill's nephew by marriage. He's not married to anybody. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, but he's cousins, and now they're having their cousin funs down in Spain. <laughs> yep, they're having okay. some cousin they're fun. They're having their cousin fun, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another porn hub search. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, we're, we're, just, we're just hitting all the, all the, well, all the same one category. Really. Yeah, listen, it's all those same stuff. It's a bad category. Hopefully it'll go away someday. Okay, so does he, what happens to her lover? Does he get hurt in the conflict? Oh, What don't... happens to her dad? Why does her dad never see her again? Sensel, the story's got to be told, man. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> These are all great questions, but we're going to leave Decca in Spain for a second while we go back to Germany where shit is going down. So, yeah. by this point, war is so close, and almost everybody in the Mitford family has visited Unity or Diana in Germany, and they have met Hitler. Um, they all have different feelings about it. No one is as involved as Unity or Diana is, but they've all been there. War okay. is officially declared on, oh, what date? September 3rd, I believe. To, uh, 1938? Let me double check. 1939. Yeah, on September yeah, yeah. And, 3rd, and, 1939 is when, yeah, right. England declares war on Germany. So that happens. Again, a daughter goes missing. This time, it's unity. For months, they don't know what has happened to her. Mm -hmm. There's rumors that she's in a concentration camp. There's rumors that she's living it up with the Nazis and having, like, the time of her life. But no one knows for sure. They probably brought her in. If she was in Hitler's inner circle, she was probably, like, doing SS stuff. She was probably, like, doing Nazi secret missions. That was definitely some of the rumors of the time. 
But months later, they fi- they find out what happened to Unity, which is that on the day war was declared, she went into an English garden in Munich and shot herself with the pistol. Oh! Which Santel did guess a suicide in like part one. Yay! <laughs> he did. That's I right. So right. I guess I guess the triumphant music plays. For <laughs> thank you, everybody. I would like to thank my parents. Their upbringing really made me think about suicide, which is why I knew it was going to happen. While you could make an argument that suicide is a murder of the self, I won't count it as my prediction. Okay, okay. <laughs> but there's a twist, you guys. She did shoot herself in the head, but she doesn't die from it. Ah. And she didn't die. She didn't die. And Hitler didn't want her story to be published in the tabloids, so he arranged for her to be sent to Switzerland. So she was at a Swiss hospital. Interesting. And so finally her parents get this message, and they go and they pick her up, and by this time it's four months later, her hair is like still matted and bloodied, like she's just like been untouched since this happened, but now she is in the mental state of a child. She doesn't oh, understand. No. She doesn't know how she got there. She doesn't know why people hate her, and mm. it's a very weird time. So they bring her back to England, and there's newsreel footage of this. Like you know how before movies back then they would play newsreels. Yeah. This was one of them. Was like Unity Mitford coming back, and you can find it on YouTube. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, and so but everyone hates her, and she has no idea why. She's just so confused. So. David, play some of that Unity Midford coming home. Play a little what? bit of that old-timey announcer. It's going to be I some guy saying, Unity Midford coming home now. Look at her. What there is the Nazi audio. now with a bullet in her brain thinking she's a tiny little baby? What will happen next? That's almost Jesus exactly Christ. what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> so now the country is at war. And mm. it everything is forever changed for everybody. So... Nancy starts working at like a first aid post. She's she's at one point she's serving soldiers who are evacuated from Dunkirk. And all the meanwhile Ooh, okay. she's writing. Pam yeah. is, you know, being resourceful with the rations and doing mm-hmm. all the home stuff and all that. And Diana at at pretty soon she's had two kids by Mosley now. So she has two kids from her first marriage and two little mm-hmm. little kids from Mosley. Unity is at home. She's confused. She doesn't know what's going on. Um, she's there with Debo, who is just miserable because all her sisters are gone or fighting, and she's stuck with this sister who, most of the time, is mean to her and like yeah. inconsolable and just a mess. Um, and then Decca, she starts off in Spain, but eventually, as things get worse and worse in Europe, her and her husband leave to America. Oh, they get out of there altogether. They get out of there and they bounce around America. They does Tom does Tom join the service? Tom does join the service. And because of his uh, prestigious name, does he become an officer or does he do or is he like with a gun on the front? Tom is definitely not on the front. I forget where he ends up, but because of his kind of prestige, they send him somewhere far away where they think nothing will ever happen to him. Right. It's interesting that the children are all wrapped up in this conflict, but also sort of now safe, right? Because now even the ones in America, I mean, unless America, ooh, I wonder if America kicks them out. As long as they don't get kicked out of America, they're going to be pretty safe over there. Are they just hanging out with other 
fascists and stuff like or no she's hanging out with the other american communists yes yeah, so decca and esmond they're trying to make it on their own in america they definitely still have the privilege of their upbringing but they don't have all the money that they once did so they right. bounce around they're in miami for a while working at a bar they have random jobs like door-to-door salesmen all this stuff like really just mm-hmm. like working 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 uh they eventually end up in dc they meet a bunch of other communists but then Esmond, like, he can't chill. He's got to be involved, and especially if he thinks something bad is happening, he's got to do what he's got to do. So America isn't in the war yet, but he decides, I'm going to go and join the Canadian Royal Air Force or whatever the heck it is, because I want to get in on the action. So he goes to get in on the action, and right before Decca is, or no, yeah, Decca has has a four month old daughter by him by this point. They've had one daughter. She doesn't make it. She has a childhood illness and she's gone. But they have a second daughter who's four months old, and Esmond goes missing, missing in action. Ooh, uh, just like just like Ben Affleck in the movie Pearl Harbor, he was flying with the British guys, and he was like, "You guys don't know how bad it is up there. You don't know." And then America found out. Yeah, and for a long time, Decca had hoped that they were going to find him. And finally, Winston Churchill was in America for some reason, and he sat her down and said, he's not coming back. They're not going to find him. And they never did. So she's this young woman who is cut off from her family by her own choice and with a little baby, and she's in America all alone. So she's trying to figure out how to make it work. She, at this point is so angry at Diana because she blames Diana for getting Unity involved in all the Nazi stuff. And, and now mm. Unity is basically a child, so she can't be mad at Unity anymore. And we, a question, she, about, question about her being a baby. Uh, was this <laughs> a regression, like the mental breakdown of everything? Or does this have to do with the bullet being lodged in her brain the, still? The bullet is lodged in her brain. So she okay. is mentally they say like a 12 year old but she also like wets the bed and stuff and like doesn't have full coordination anymore and she she doesn't remember everything and now instead of being fanatical about hitler she's suddenly fanatical about religion so she's just all over all of these family members though are survivors dad missed a lung she has a bullet in her brain but they keep on ticking (laughs) for now they keep on ticking so yeah, things are bad. Um, at one point, Unity asks Nancy, like, am I crazy? And Nancy is like, yes, dear, but you always were. So it's a very <laughs> Nancy way to handle things and also very truthful. Yeah. As the war progresses, so now we're in 1940. The okay. country is upset. War is hard. And they hate <laughs> Diana and Mosley because they were mm. so chummy with the Nazis and because right. they were also trying to make... They, like, started the, like, British Nazi party side, right? They like, started, yeah, the British Union of Fascists. And they were yeah. trying to make, like, business deals between Germany before the war started. Once the war started, mm. all those deals went away. But, but they had, like, dealings going on. Not right. all of them went away. Hugo Boss made their uh, uniforms. <laughs> I mean, there are lots of companies that did business with the Nazis. That's not the point of this podcast, but I just wanted people to know that there's bad guys on both sides, okay? So continue. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Mosley and Diana's business dealings fell through, but you're absolutely right. Other people's went on. So Diana and Mosley get arrested. They have 
four children at this point, two together and two from Diana's first relationship. They don't know, they can't bring their kids with them to prison, obviously. So Pam takes in the children. And one of Pam's (gasps) nicknames is woman because she's so womanly, but she's not very (laughs) maternal, unfortunately. Um, This is a lot like the story of Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, where the four children have to go live in the countryside, and the person's not very kind, and they make imaginary friends. Do they have imaginary (laughs) friends? You know, they don't really talk about that, but I'm I'm sure they did. (laughs) I'm sure they did. Okay, continue. You can't not. Yeah, you have to. Um, So Diana and Mosley are in prison, and this, if anything, makes Diana stick more than ever to Mosley's side. I mean, they're not physically Ugh, together, but because right. now she feels like they've been victimized. There's been no formal charges brought against them. They've had no trial and there's no release date set. So she just like, from here on out, she has beyond double down. And she will... It's us against the world, baby. Exactly. And she will never admit that anything he did was wrong. Will never admit that anything he did was actually anti-Semitic. And will mm. never renounce just like any of her own responsibility for the rest of her life. But there's a flyer in his bag that says death to all the Jews. (laughs) That was, who knows where he got that flyer. Flyers go everywhere. They fly through the air. That's why they call them flyers. Yeah. She definitely knows he did and said some stuff, but she always justifies it in some crazy way because she is just in it. Yeah. Yep. Also the Mitford's parents have, have separated now because of the war. Oh, no. Yeah. Before the war, they had all met Hitler, as I told you. And they were all like, okay, let's see what he does with Germany. You know, let's let's give him a chance, basically. Right. He did such a good job on those Olympics. Did you see those Olympics? Those are some of the best Olympics I've ever seen. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But when war is declared, Lord Reedsdale is he's a loyalist at heart more than anything. And he instantly renounces Hitler and is like, nope, not going to do it. Yeah. However, Lady Reed... He fought in the Boer War. He's here for king and country. Exactly, exactly. That's his whole deal. Lady Reedsdale, meanwhile, is like, but he was so nice to us. He had us to tea. So I can't pronounce him. <laughs> so, and also the um, the kind of just like heaviness of dealing with, with Unity, their daughter, back at home. Mm-hmm. It just is too much for them. So they split. They go their separate ways. Let me guess. Yeah. She goes on a boat somewhere and travels the world. She doesn't because she's stuck <laughs> with her daughter. But later she does go to an island, if that helps you. Okay. Yeah. And a, an island is basically a, 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 a boat that doesn't move. So <laughs> yeah, it's a land boat. <laughs> it's a land boat. Absolutely. That, make, that makes a lot of sense. And Lord Reedsdale, when he leaves, he, he heads out with his parlor maid. So that's what's happening. With him. With his parlor maid? Mm-hmm. With his does parlor he, maid. It's unclear he, whether sexual things were happening, but probably. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, I was about <laughs> to ask you, for Sarah, for sure sexual things were going on. A hundred percent. The question but, is, were they going on before the split? Great yeah, question. Who knows? Uh, yes, there you were go. any children sired with this woman? Did she add any milk? For, okay, no. Okay, okay. So, okay, so whatever. Whatever. There was a thing with the maid. Whatever. Yeah. Nothing happened. It's fine. <laughs> so a lot has happened. War has split the yeah. family apart. Everybody is on their own journey. Things are crazy. Um, eventually, Diana and Mosley work it out so that they can be imprisoned together and they serve the end of their sentence together. Um, How nice. Okay. Yeah. Prison buddies. They were prison buddies. <laughs> Um, 
what else was going on? Okay, so then look, time is passing. Finally, war is getting closer to an end. Um, Unity suddenly gets very ill. And it turns out that the bullet lodged in her brain gets infected. And so she does oh, eventually die from that yeah. suicide. But it's like the world's slowest suicide because it took three years. Yeah. Ugh, how awful. Yeah, it's it's so weird because you're certainly not happy about what happens to her. Like, what you want to happen is for her to, like, have empathy and, like, truly realize what she's done <laughs> and, like, really become a person. Yeah. But then also you're like... Yeah, like you got mixed up in a very dark, evil thing, and that yeah, like affected you. Really destroyed you. Yeah, yeah, Uh, destroyed her. What do you think her thought process was for the suicide? Was it she now understands that the German war machine is real? Does she feel complicit, or could she just not handle facing her family? Like, was just this thing of like her being wrong? Like, this isn't going to be this amazing thing. They're going to kill all these people. She had actually talked about her, like, if war ever comes, I shall kill myself thing, but no one took her seriously when she said that. Mm. And her kind of reasoning behind it was because she loved Germany so much and she loved England so much, and the thought of them fighting each other was too much for her. That was her reasoning. It It doesn't fully make sense, but no suicide justification fully makes sense because you're you're slightly out of your mind or completely out of your Mm. mind in that state. So that was her kind of thought about it. And I know that Mm -hmm. it's Germany and England are not like the North and South in the Civil War, but they like share royalty and stuff like that. Like those, they've always been intertwined in terms of each other's politics and stuff like that. So I get that. Well, yeah, and like her family, I think she was, you know, terrified like that her Nazi friends were going to kill her family or her family was going to kill her Nazi friends. So (laughs) right, that was her thing. Um, The war is almost over. Tom is in some mm-hmm. remote place, and yet yeah. he still ends up dead. And the oh, war finds him anyway. Tom, you died in the war. Was I'm he? So was sorry. it in battle, or was it like sometimes happens where it's like, oh, it was an accident, you know, like uh, someone he, he accidentally slipped shot on his, or... He slipped on his gin, uh, gin and tonic ice and cracked his head open and died. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "Cheers!" He goes, accidentally we... knocked over a grenade and it knocked it down into a thing. He, and he, then... went, he went, cheer, he went, cheers. <laughs> he said, "We've won the war, boys!" And it fell, and he slipped, and that was it. He fell down the stairs and he broke his ankle, but then that got infected and he died four days later. Like, <laughs> yeah, what, do we know how he? Let's how see he what happened to him. So he was in Burma because he didn't oh, want to okay. fight against Germany. Oh, could have oh. been like a disease, maybe like a, he got malaria or something. Yeah, that's why you got to drink gin and tonic. Uh, doesn't say. It just says he died in Burma. Just died. Very hush hush. Don't want to. Don't want to. Don't want to say how. Burma. <laughs> it was a, an accident. Yeah, Burma's a tough place. Whatever happened. Okay, we're never going to know the story. But he never left there alive. I mean, I think it's somewhere. It just wasn't in that Wikipedia article I looked at. But yeah, he's gone. So okay. the war has nowhere. devastated everybody, and the war is finally over. But some rifts okay. are never going to be healed. Decca is right. never going to see her dad again, and Diana and Decca continue to fight their whole life. So. When, oh, before though, before Diana got imprisoned, I forget, I left out this juicy tidbit, Nancy went and informed on her and told, oh. I believe Churchill, my sister is a danger to this country and you should lock her up. 
Um, oh shit! It, yeah. It's it's crazy that the stakes are so high that when they go and tattletale, they're not like telling a police officer, "No, you went to Winston Churchill. You went to the top of the country and said my sister is a criminal against the state. They can't be trusted." So something happened. That's what, yeah. exactly what you wanted to have happen. Happened. That's yeah. so crazy. They they had connections. So Diana didn't find out that her sister did that until after Nancy's death. So it didn't affect oh. their relationship. Yeah, but it was I there. mean, on one end, on the other end, Nancy held that secret forever. <laughs> she sure did. She sure did. And when when Diana and Mosley were finally released, because there there were no charges against them, there was no trial, so they are released. Right. Decca uh, pens an editorial about how her sister should still be in jail. So the sisters are fighting, turning on each other in a very public way. Because everyone yeah. wants to know what they have to say about the other ones. Yeah. So the war is over. Things kind of somewhat go back to a new normal. Nancy keeps writing. She eventually writes these fictionalized books about the family. And they're very mm-hmm. funny. They're very light and comic. There are moments of darkness, but it's not as sad as parts of the real story. And they are hugely popular. So one is The Pursuit of Love. And one is love in a cold climate. And every so many years, they do get turned into miniseries or movies or whatever. And <laughs> which is they, which is the one with Will Smith? She also wrote Pursuit of Happiness. Is that also one of her novels? No. She did. She, <laughs> she's very talented. Um, oh, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm not going to go as chronologically now. I'm going to go sister by sister to the end of their life now, just because like okay. the war was the most exciting, crazy. It's part. easier. Yeah, it's easier now. It's from easier. Here, kind of. So Nancy's been married to this boring, boring dude. They eventually kind of, like, separate. They've been married by this point for a while now, yeah. Yeah, and she's had a lot of miscarriages, and then eventually she has, like, an ectopic pregnancy, and they do a surgery, and it Mm. ruins her chances of ever having kids, which is devastating to her. She really wanted that. Um, So she starts having this affair with a French man who's a real ladies' man. And (laughs) it's very, like... Um, Carrie and Big in Sex in the City where he's just like this ladies man and he's out and about and he doesn't ever really commit but she's always like just there for him she lives in um, France at this time she speaks fluent French so that's her life until the end of her life when she starts to mysteriously get very very sick and they doctor after doctor doesn't know what's going on they keep misdiagnosing her they keep telling her she's fine eventually no she's Hmm. not fine she has cancer um But for some reason, all the sisters decide they're not going to tell Nancy that she has a deadly cancer. They think it will be kinder for her not to know. The only sister... So like the doctors tell the family, but not Nancy? Yes, exactly. Ugh. What a crazy time. What what fucking... (laughs) The doctor would be like, I don't want to upset the patient. I'm going to... (laughs) Don't upset that dying lady. She's going to be dead soon. Let everyone else know what's happening. Right. And the only sister who thinks this is wrong and that they should tell her is Decca, who's in America. I knew it was going to be Decca. Yeah. 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 Um, And she can't get there to say anything. She's too far away. Then she keeps writing her sister's... They write back and forth constantly or talk on the phone, but they're like, no, no, we're not going to tell her. At first, Nancy believes the doctors, and she's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to get better, but she doesn't get better. Time goes on, mm-hmm. and she gets more and more sick and more and more frustrated. Her affair continues, and this lover that said he will never marry finally decides he's going to marry, and he marries someone else. 
Even though she's had this affair her whole life with him, basically, and he is like a love interest in her novels. Like, he's a fictionalized guy. Yeah. So she eventually... Wow. She's eventually so sick (laughs) that... That's not how the movie's supposed to end. He's supposed to get with her, and then she dies in his, his weird French... VD arms, but none of that happened now. It was, it was almost a walk to remember. Yeah. And now it's a walk I wish I could forget. Exactly. Oh, exactly. So when Nancy's dying, all of the sisters do come back together to, except for Unity, who's dead, to be with her. Right. And Decca does come back. And while she's there, her and Diana are very cordial and they do speak to okay. one another. But then once she leaves, they go back to never speaking again. Yeah. So Nancy dies in, I think, the 1970s. And she's still fairly young. I mean, she's not young, young, but she's not old. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's what happens with Nancy. Pam, she's been a farmer. She's been married. Eventually, she gets a divorce. It's very amicable. But her and her husband, just like, they're not having it. So she takes her... um, dash hounds which are like the great love of her life and she goes (laughs) to switzerland and she lives and dies by these dogs then she meets a companion a lady companion a lady companion they travel around together and they live together and they live like the rest of their life together and at one point in a letter decca writes my sister is a you know what being uh, <laughs> so it's never like said explicitly and when you read I mean that's fairly explicit <laughs> yeah and, but when you read about Pam it's like never mentioned but it's like yeah. yeah she was living her life with a lady like having the best time yeah yeah good for her good for them she sounds like many them of the and successful their dogs. I was gonna say they sound like many of the successful gay relationships I know in LA couple of dogs they really would support each other they're working on their dreams yeah it's a solid lesbian couple they have no children they can travel everywhere I want to be a lesbian couple this sounds fabulous I know it sounds great and Pam's like one of her like special talents was you could talk to Pam and she could recall any meal she ever had in great detail she just like oh, wow is a super foodie Loves talking about food and meals. Very practical. Uh, She's a very fun, <laughs> lighthearted lady. Oh, and in Nancy's dying days, it's Pam who moves in and nurses her until the end. Oh, that's sweet. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's Pam. Diana. Ugh, Diana just keeps on being Diana, man. <laughs> Dirty yeah. Diana. Okay, so that, she's in America. Just... What happened? She saw her sister when she died. Where did she Deca's live the out one the rest of in her America. days? Diana's the oh, one okay. with the pervert. Yeah. <laughs> Did she marry the pervert? What happened? Yeah, yeah no, they have kids and stuff. Yeah, remember they got married and Hitler gave they the They got married by Goebbels and Hitler, yeah. Right, but, didn't they, but then she went to prison for a little bit, right? Yeah, and then they got to be in prison together. And then yeah, they got okay, so what happened after prison? That's what we're about to find out. So she, yeah, she just kept on kind of being the worst. Her husband kept on trying to do political things, but he never again regained... I mean, you can't recover after the war. Exactly. Yeah. Being... He never recovered. He was never popular. They were hated to the end of their life. They were villainized. That's that's fair. Yep. At one point in the 80s, she goes on um, Desert Discs, Desert Island Disc, which is like a British radio show. Do you guys know about this? Yes. Yes. It's a a very popular show in, in England, and they've... 
interviewed huge celebrities forever and ever and ever, and they see, you know, what are the five discs that you would bring on it? If you, David, David, oh. you're going to live on a <laughs> desert island, and you're going to have five records, and these are the five records for the rest of Out, time. Like albums? Music albums? Yeah, yeah. But, but It's mostly tracks, and it's eight records, but yeah, Santel's right. This is what the show okay. is. Yeah. Yeah, I shouldn't have mansplained it so hard. I only thought it was the five records, and I always remember them listening to the songs. They like talk about it, right? Yeah, they. What did she? What did she dish on the records show? Oh, it was all you know. Her record choices were all like classical, blah 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 blah. But they ask her like she's written it. She writes a memoir later in life. Almost all the sisters write a memoir, except Pam. Yeah. Um, she writes and a memoir Unity. And- I mean. It's it's almost like a tradition of being from a wealthy, well connected family that you just automatically at some point in your life get a book deal. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> they ask her, like, do you regret your friendship with Hitler? And she's like, No. I didn't know what he was gonna do. I can't I don't regret it, you know? And they kept trying to get it out of her, like, all you have to do is say, I didn't know, but man am I sorry and she just can't do and she's it. She's like, No, things ha you know. Let the chips fall where they may. <laughs> She's just like, what happened happened. He shouldn't have done that, but he did. But he was an interesting what a crazy, person. What a crazy flip of the coin to be that pro-Nazi or anti-Nazi, right? Like in 38, people just flipped that coin and they fell on one of two ways. And sometimes you got it right and sometimes you got it wrong. Like nothing you, you know, <laughs> you're hated. <laughs> I, I have a, 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 like a tip for anyone who's currently going through that coin flip right now. Okay. The correct answer is still the same. <laughs> don't don't be pro Nazi. No. <laughs> yeah, that ha- the good advice. If you're weighing your options right now, <laughs> it's still don't go Nazi. <laughs> yeah, she just never could understand her part in it or Mosley's part. She never thought that they actually did anything wrong. Do you think that she actually didn't understand her part or she just kept saying like holding the line essentially. I think she didn't understand. I think in her mind she's like, "Well, I didn't kill anybody. I didn't put anyone in a camp." So like, right. yeah, I was his friend and I had tea with him and I support and I amplified his voice, but but you know, she doesn't understand the connection between it. And I right. think some of it is truly not seeing it and some of it is she's she has gone through so much that she's done and done to herself and done to her family that she's like closed herself off from seeing it. Yeah. David, there's good people on both sides, okay? I think that's the thing that you're failing <laughs> no, to understand no, here, okay? No, there are no, good people on both sides. And... <laughs> no, Diana is not a good a good one. And it's interesting because like a lot of the books are written by her daughter-in-law and they'll they'll say like, "Well, she was just as fanatical as Debo and or as Decca and it's like but was she? When we'll get to Decca. <laughs> anyway, yeah. time goes on. Eventually, Mosley mm-hmm. dies. She's with him until the end. After he dies, she has no more joy in her life. She's just waiting for death. She's old. She's very, very, yeah. very old. She's one of the last two sisters when, when it's her turn to go. It's just her and Debo at the end. And wow. she like can't really hear. She can't really see, but her mind is still sharp. So she's just so mm. lonely. And then eventually she dies. Um, okay. We're gonna know what happened to Unity. Okay, Decca. Last week we found out she was like, she had lost her young husband in the war with yep. her little baby. Things were really rough for her. She right. continues on with her communist friends, and she eventually joins the civil rights movement. 
And she like in okay. America? In America, yeah. She's in America mm-hmm. still. She never goes back. I mean, she goes back to visit, but like she lives in America the rest of her life. She ends up in Oakland, like okay. for years and years. But O Town, that's great. Yeah, and she really like puts her money where her mouth is. She's not one of these white people who just like talks the talk. Like she does right. the work. And she at one point, she's at I think it's an NAACP meeting in a church. And while they're inside, um, the KKK surrounds the church and starts burning cars and her car gets burnt. And they're Mm -hmm. like, they have to spend the night in the church. So she gets involved in a lot of causes. She gets involved in like the Attica prison uprising, like speaking out on behalf of the prisoners. And she does marry again. She marries a Jewish man and they have some children together. Um, This relationship is great for her. She's like really found another great partner for her, but of course it separates her from her family evermore. She's like, no, I'm not going to bring my Jewish husband around you guys. And they're like, but why? (laughs) Because you guys had tea with Hitler. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right, right. There's a couple of the, there's a couple of problem siblings there that they don't like to talk about. (laughs) Right. Um, So she has more kids with him. One of them sadly dies. He gets hit by a car at like the age of 11 or something. It's like very sad. So she's not... Mm immune from tragedy she still has lots of tragedies and she becomes an alcoholic to sort of deal with all of the hard things that have happened to her i was just gonna ask you did anybody have substance abuses like you're you're living a long time and you can't do anything did anyone become alcoholics one of them became an alcoholic here's the one Decca did until the end she resented the fact that she never got to go to school and that was something that as as she aged her and nancy would correspond about and they shared that but she did go on to like be a guest teacher at Yale because she oh. was a also a muckraking journalist and she would expose big scandals. And she wrote a book called The American Way of Death and exposed all of the creepy ripoff things that happen in the funeral industry. Um, wow. Yeah. I like Decca. Decca's my new favorite. Yeah, Decca's yeah. a badass. <laughs> and she was also super funny and just like really lively and real down to earth. So even though her life was hard and she did struggle, you know, I think she became a cool, cool lady. And um, yeah. eventually she she gets sick as well. And I think the alcoholism like is working against her on her liver. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think she gets a brain tumor maybe. I don't remember, but something bad happened. She gets ill, but she's like, well, I'm, I just hope I, she takes it very well. She's not upset at all. She's like, cool, I'm gonna write my book. I'm gonna visit people. She hopes to have a year. She sadly doesn't. She has less than that. She never gets to finish that last book she was working on, and she does pass Mm. away. But she became friends with Maya Angelou and just had an amazing life. Okay. Then, lastly, there's little Debo. I always pictured, you know what, I always pictured her, I always pictured her as communist, like the communists overseas, but she went to America. So she was an American communist until that went away, and then she just was like fighting for civil rights and stuff like that. Yeah. It's very interesting that her radicalism radicalized her in a positive way. Well, it's just weird that like a communist would hold a lot of the same ideals as the civil rights movement. That's strange. <laughs> right. That's Everyone a, should be weird... treated equally. Workers are, <laughs> yeah, well, true. You would think that right. capitalists would be super into individual rights, but I, I, I don't exactly. know. David, <laughs> they are did, not. <laughs> she did visit Russia at one point, so Santel, you do have that, but she doesn't go live hey. there. And she does, you're right, as, as it kind of fades, she moves on to other things, but the FBI totally had her on a list. They had a file about oh, her. Sure. 
Oh, yeah. You know, all of that stuff happened. Right. Um, but mind you, in the Cold War, she could have lived anywhere in the world, and she chose to live in Oakland, California. So <laughs> I, I feel like, right, she's a communist, quote unquote, but like, she's a mob. She did mob stuff. Good job. Thanks, Tekka. She was awesome. <laughs> and then there's little Debo, who, so as, as the war ends... She is a young woman, and she marries this mm-hmm. man named Andrew Cavendish. And he is poor, but he is very nice, and they're very well-suited for each other. Well, okay. his older brother dies in the war, and he inherits the title of Duke. And so, Oh, shit. This is like a princess tale. She chose a good one for love, and then it turned out he was a prince. Yeah. <laughs> so then Decca became a duchess, and she lives on this giant estate, this, like, giant Downton Abbey-esque castle estate. Yeah, yeah. And it had been used for many purposes. Like, it had been a girls' school at one point, all these things. And when she gets it, it's vacant. So she remodels it. And there's, like, these huge taxes on it. And she finds ways to, like, bring tourism in. So they, like, live in one part of this estate. And then they have mm-hmm. school kids coming in and all these things. And she, like, saves this estate. And Rad. she becomes a huge um, Elvis fan. And <laughs> and a close personal friend of John F. Kennedy. Wow! Yes! Oh, I was so sure about it. I was so sure about it. Had to be JFK. Had to be. Mm-hmm. Was there any shenanigans? <laughs> he, knew did they all, do he knew all of the fancy ladies in the world. Uh, he, he did. He knew- <laughs> did he do? Did they have any shenanigans? Did they have any no, any kiss this, and tells? At this point, she's you know she's an older lady. She's not old old, but she's an older lady, and like that is not yeah. their relationship. But she visits him in America. I mean, that you know, visits of. her in England. <laughs> well, that's true. He was a playboy, yeah. so I guess. And then when his death happens, that, of course, is devastating to her. And Decca writes her a letter of condolence. And mm-hmm. all of the sisters who are living, they write, except for Diana and Decca, they all write to, you know, each other, each other. until yeah. the end of their life, until they start faxing and to each other. And they would still talk on the phone. Man, they, they caught the wave of the future, finally. <laughs> they did. Wow. <laughs> and so then at the end, it's just Debo and... Uh, Diana and then Diana passes Diana, away right. and then Debo in her old age when eventually Andrew passes away and she's not really running the estate anymore she mm-hmm. opens and runs a little pub and oh. that's till the end of her days and she's a very very just like happy beloved charming woman and I got to visit that pub last year and stay in her room <laughs> wow <laughs> the room that she was in yeah it was her room that she would stay in when she w- would run things and they had chickens like running around it's in the countryside <laughs> it's like a little inn and pub and when that was like dear to her heart because when she was a kid they all had chickens and hens and it was a thing uh, they, they spoke hennish it was like all a big lovely thing with okay them. so yeah. that I mean, there's like lots of other tiny, crazy details, but that, in yeah. essence, is the Mitford sisters. We did it. <laughs> we did it. Uh, what a what I'm a fucking crazy ride. I I can't believe that their life spanned so many a lot, so many um, historic all that like all the big history points of the last century. Uh, At least the first half of the century, yeah, mm-hmm. through right. to like JFK, right? So, <laughs> and it's crazy that even though. They had such animosity. They still had that strength of being sisters. They still wrote to each other. That's 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 still like an intimate thing to do. Yeah, they would they would feud on and off like all of them would. But Diana and Decca's was the biggest feud. And then, yeah, they would always speak like 
Even later in life, Diana would write a book review and then Deca would write something being like, my sister's a monster, why are we letting her write book reviews? <laughs> like, it would just <laughs> go on. Um, Deca's memoir there, is very funny. Yeah. Did their children do anything of note? Have I heard of any of their, I mean, I'm sure there's tales of stories and, you know, they were all plugged into other families and such. I believe that um, one of Debo's children or her grandchild became a supermodel. Okay. And I don't know. The, well, um, Decca's grandchildren, um, Decca's daughter, who she had with Esmond Romilly, was a badass fighter like her mom and um, like working in civil rights and all that stuff. And then I think one of her grandkids became an actor and her grandkids were half black, half white because her daughter mm. married a black man because, you know, they lived in Oakland and they were integrated, yeah. which would have horrified yes. other members of the family, but that was their right. life. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, so... All right, David. Yeah, what were the lessons you guys learned? And what did you like yeah, about it. it, really? <laughs> let's go to lessons. <laughs> lessons. And she wants validation of the things that we liked about it. Okay. It was a great story. I, I liked all of it. I think a lesson that stands out to me, especially in the second half of just when given the option, don't choose to be a Nazi. Just don't be I a Nazi. I was literally going to have the same. I'm glad that my first lesson was your first lesson. I just literally like it, don't be a Nazi. <laughs> it resonated with me. Um, I also feel like uh, labels don't always matter. Like, Decca was the communist sister, but, like, she went on to, like, live a very, like, her young ideals led her to a much better life. Um, and even baby Deborah, who was the duchess, like, when I thought duchess, I didn't think of her at the cool farmhouse with chickens and stuff like that. So don't buy into labels so much. Be your own person. <laughs> yeah. And you can be a, a you-know-what-being if you are. Yeah. <laughs> totally fine. Um, uh, a lesson that Debo did give us is if you're going to get married, marry someone that you like and it's good for you. And who knows? It might work out. <laughs> uh, I think Pam teaches us just like she's a whatever a being. Um, I feel like <laughs> it's never too late to start over. Like, you know what I mean? Whenever yeah. you make that decision to start living your truth, go live that truth and live it proud with your dogs in Switzerland. Just get and out I think there. She's, a, she's an example of like a healthy divorce, I feel like, right? Like you said it was yeah. like an amicable divorce. So it was like, great, this isn't working anymore. Let's just be done and move on and look how much happier she was after. <laughs> yeah. And they were friends the rest of their life and her um, former husband would you know, do nice things and help out when needed. So they did have an amicable See, divorce. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. Uh, when the head of a state tells you something, just believe it. Just like, don't question it. Just be what like, do you mean? yeah. Hold on. When, that's a dangerous lesson. When Winston Churchill <laughs> tells you your husband's dead, just be like, oh yeah, there's no oh, conspiracy here. Yeah, He's okay. dead. Just, See, just yes. If the government, it. yes. I was going to say though, the head of state is, could also have been Hitler. So don't, <laughs> don't believe Hitler. You know what the head of California's state is? Oakland. It's the little top of the head. That's the head part of the state. <laughs> good lesson. Great jokes, Antel. <laughs> Super good. It was not good, but I like the idea that Oakland's the head of us. <laughs> Sarah, this uh, was yeah. a fascinating tale. I, uh, I can't believe that I didn't know anything about them and I feel like now that like it's like when you buy a new car like you're like I never see pink uh, I never see blue VW bugs anywhere and then you buy it and you see them everywhere I feel like no, I'm going to see I, the midfords everywhere though, now I, I literally had the conversation the other day when is the last time you saw a VW bug 
I don't know. Where did they all go? It's been like a, it's been like years for me, I feel like. It's been, <sighs> who hasn't? Does anyone have them anymore? I don't it's, understand where they went. Somebody has to have them, right? I feel like I, well, it's obviously they exist still, but like I, I honestly haven't seen one in like over two years. When was the last time you saw a PT Cruiser? Because I bet they go hand in hand. Uh yeah, probably like a year or two ago. <laughs> okay. Okay. I can't tell you the last time I saw a Volkswagen. Me either. Yeah. That, wow. Just, yeah, really exactly. Think about it. Giving me something to think about. And if you at home have seen a, uh, a, a <laughs> VW bug, go ahead and tweet us. Uh, Jesus Christ, I hate that shit. <laughs> uh, Sarah, thank you so much for telling us about the Midfords. Uh, if yeah. people want to find out more about the Midfords, is there any books that you would recommend for them to go go hobble down, uh, hobble down the path of? Yes. So. Nancy's fictionalized version of their upbringings is so funny and fun. And now that you know their story, it might be fun to read. So The Pursuit of Love is the first one of those. And then there's tons of books with their letters and almost all of Mm -hmm. them have a memoir. Um, And then again, there's that Netflix documentary. I think it's called like A Tale of Two Sisters. But just Google the Mitford sisters or I mean, in the Netflix search. There's, yeah, there's so mm-hmm. much. And I'm yeah, definitely obsessed with them and writing my own stories about them. So Hollywood, tweet it, Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Hollywood, in general, tweet at me. I'll set you up with Sarah. Exactly. <laughs> I'll take my, my 5% or whatever, and then we'll call it a day. And also tweet Sarah, it. I, mean, <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, we'll let you know if Hollywood contacts us. I mean, we're still waiting. So if anything happens, we'll let you know. But I don't, I don't if, know. Hollywood, if Hollywood buys out. a script from you because of this, the first thing you have to buy is a VW bug. <laughs> Absolutely. Done. Yeah, get that. Yeah, the Volkswagen, the people's car, which is a nice callback to Hitler. Well, thank we you go. so much for joining us, everybody. Sarah, if you want, if people want to know more about your fun thoughts about the Mitfords, where can they follow you? You could just follow me on Twitter at Sarah Parga. You should. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> David, we're going to need some more true life stories. I need to know more about these wartime charades of people having. I, I'm, I'm digging them. I'm digging World War II antics. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and that hard pause means that's the end of the episode. Thank you so uh, much. I love, t- just, I love how like ending an episode just by stopping talking to you. I yes. just like. <laughs> you could Listen, stop if the, and then if the magic's... turn. Yeah, all you have to do is just eventually don't respond to something he says, and he goes, oh, okay, I guess the episode's over. Time to okay, go. Great. Time, time to go home, everybody. So thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Thank you for finishing up the tale of the Mitfords. He's been David Miller. I have been. I'm, I'm Michael Santel, and she's our special guest, Sarah Parga. Thank you. We'll see everyone next time. All right, bye. Yay. Okay, bye. That's our show. Thanks for coming round. Don't be sad. No need to frown. We'll have more stories. Don't throw a fit. Goodbye, one and all, and we'll see you in a bit. Apparently, the news of the moment should be the return of Unity Midford. Folkestone was a battlefield where fixed bayonets were ready to keep the public away from the harbour, where the police turned down all but the very best passes, and where for several days Lord Reedsdale, waiting anxiously for his daughter, became the focusing point for reporters and cameras. Lest his conversations be overheard, his lordship phoned from a public call box, and the press were foiled again. Finally, the channel steamer arrived, and then thanks to the breakdown of the first ambulance and the consequent delay, our cameraman was able to secure this picture of Miss Unity Mitford. Her mother and father saw her safely in and accompanied her to their home at High Wycombe. Here, her sister Deborah was waiting, police were on the spot, and a few neighbours seemed to be interested. Though reported to be wounded, 
Miss Mitford got home safely, Hitler having placed no obstacle in the way of her return. News from Dublin, which has nothing to do with the war. On the contrary, it's just a pleasant...